0: I'm Charlotte and I'm Helly, and welcome to
1: growth in progress the podcast where we have open and honest conversations about things that aren't usually discussed but that can help us all to grow
0: each week we catch up we share what we've been doing recently what we've been loving and then we discuss a topic we think is really relevant to the things that are going on right now they're often quite big topics but we want to start the conversation and we want to hear what you guys think so don't forget to get in touch in the details they're in the show notes so happy second week of January. I don't know about you, but this is the point where I feel like January is really Januarying,
1: you know? I will say, do you feel like I've had a bit of a false start to
0: 2023? <laughs> <laughs> That's fine.
1: That's allowed. I am the opposite of thrive, thriving, thriving. I'm not <laughs> thriving in any way. But you um, are surviving. I am surviving and that's what we're going to take from this, that Kayla has been ill, I have been ill, we have both been very unwell and we've just driven across Europe to get back to Croatia and uh, yeah, not feeling ideal if I'm honest, but that's what I'm taking from it, I've survived and it can surely only go up from here.
0: It will, it will, I have faith.
1: I'm glad one of us does.
0: Yeah, (laughs) it'll be good.
1: how are you how is January treating you so far
0: I mean it's treating me okay I can't really complain would I like it to be sunnier yes but we are where we are um I feel like last week I've actually tried to be quite gentle with myself last week definitely wasn't like the all guns blazing whoa start like health and fitness I'd hoped for but it's a new week we try again Mm -hmm. and it's about progress, not perfection, and that's very much the theme of my week this week.
1: Exactly, I think that is very true. And now, now I'm back in Croatia. I feel like it's so much easier. I don't. I just feel like you do need a couple of weeks to decompress from mm. Christmas itself, and then now I, I'm like, okay, I'm ready to be back in routines. I'm ready to try and be a bit healthier. I'm ready to just have my own space to look after yeah. myself a bit more. I guess
0: yeah and just to kind of like I think the first week even the first two weeks but mainly the first week it's very easy to have that motivation here is where the dedication comes in and I know we talk about that so much but it's those first few weeks where you have to rely on the dedication where it feels tougher but we're getting there we're getting there
1: yeah we are um do you want to share your recommendation for this week
0: Yes, so this recommendation links perfectly to what we were just saying, but also to this week's topic, and it's an article on The Guardian, and it's called A Hundred Ways to Slightly Improve Your Life Without Even Without Really Trying. and um, Yeah, so this literally popped up on my Instagram feed maybe like an hour ago. This wasn't what I'd planned to recommend today, but mm-hmm. I saw it and thought, oh, that sounds like a bit of us, and it's perfect timing. So... Some of the things I'm a bit like, oh yeah, do that already. Or I'm like, oh no, I don't think that'll make a difference to me. But a lot of them are just nice little ways to improve your life. It's things like schedule your exercise in for a Monday night because nothing fun happens on a Monday night. Very true. Mm
1: -hmm. Like
0: when you're at the supermarket, go for the queue with the fullest trolley because it's far quicker than like a couple of people who have just a few bits and pieces. Like take fruit to work with you. Um, Like sharpen your knives. That I saw, and I was like, "Yeah, do you know what? That would make my life better." <laughs> it's all those sorts of things where you're like, "Oh, yeah," like just nice, easy little things that you can't like that you might not necessarily think of. Something that's on this list that I know we do is take a photo of the tag you're given when you leave your coat in the cloakroom, yes. so that you can get it if you lose it. I've been doing that for years. So it is actually a like complete game changer. It's like have a pint of water before bed if you've had a big night out. tree me if possible. Take the stairs. And this one I really like and is very relevant to the theme of my current day. Always be willing to miss the next train. That, that makes your life so much easier because then you'll never be late.
1: Yeah, that is a I feel like that's a good life motto to live by. That is
0: yeah always be always be willing to miss the next train so there's literally 100 things on this list and you know they might not all resonate with you or maybe they do all resonate with you but i just thought it was a nice little thing to look for some quick wins some low-hanging fruit as you might like to call it of things to do if you just need like a nudge in the right direction in january so we will leave that linked below
1: i love that i can't wait to read that
0: yeah i think you'll really like it what is your recommendation
1: so my recommendation is a book, and I actually read it over Christmas. It's called The Paris Apartment by Lucy Foley. Have you read it?
0: No, I haven't, but it sounds like a bit of me.
1: Well, so it's a crime fiction book. Okay. Um, okay. She also wrote The Guest List and The Hunting Party, both of which I've read and I've loved as well. Um, mm. I think I've actually recommended at least one of them on the podcast before. I
0: think, I think you've recommended both of them, and I have never got around to reading them, so... Well, she just writes
1: really brilliant crime fiction books. They often revolve around like a seemingly unrelated but suspicious group of people who all play key parts in murder or some sort of crime that has happened. So it's very like modern day Agatha Christie type thing, which I think is why I like it so much. Um, But The Paris Apartment is, has a really dark undercurrent as well, which was fascinating. Like the twist was great. And I actually felt quite... um, unsettled and quite creepy. Like I ended up not being able to read it at night just because I was so vividly imagining. And I think part of that as well is if you've been to Paris, like she describes the streets of Paris really well and the buildings really well and like the architecture and stuff. It was very felt really immersive. Um basically the main character Jess, um, she goes to visit her half-brother who lives in this beautiful apartment building in Paris. But this building has a secret that everyone who lives there seems to know about. And she kind of figures out that maybe her half-brother has figured it out because he's now missing and it's in some way put his life in danger so it's her kind of unravelling that mystery um so yeah definitely recommend I was really hooked on it I read it really quickly um which was the same as all of her other books as well basically recommend everything that she's lived in.
0: okay I'm gonna add it to the list but it will have to be one that I read when A, I'm not going to Paris anytime soon, as though I go every week. Um, And B, I can like, it won't scare me too much through before bed, otherwise I'll be having nightmares and yeah, I can't cope.
1: I think it was just, I was so vividly picturing it. I think that was more of what the issue was. But she does build suspense really well, which, yeah, Mm. I think worked well with how vividly I was imagining Paris as well. So
0: yeah, I love that. Well, I'll add it to the list. I'm currently halfway through Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo.
1: Oh, my God. I have still. I need to read. Basically, that is on my list to buy because someone bought me vouchers to buy books at Christmas. But I've got such a large pile of books to read. I, I've got a book ban on myself and I need to. I, th-
0: I thought you'd read it.
1: I've read The Seven Deaths of Evelyn Hardcastle. I've not read The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo.
0: I thought you'd read it because you said about the twist.
1: Maybe. I'm sure we were talking about Seven Deaths of Evelyn Hardcastle.
0: Okay. Maybe I'm not going to say a single word more because I was going to text you asking you a question about it.
1: Maybe I've gotten them confused. But no, I've not read the husband's one. No,
0: I think, I think you'd know. Anyway, let's move on before yeah. we give too much more about the books. If you're listening to this at a different time of the year, it is January right now as we're recording. And it's the middle of winter it's dark, it's cold, it's raining here in the UK and for most of Europe and North America, um, basically the whole Northern Hemisphere really and we wanted to have a chat about it and how you can lean into the seasons and make the most of it because it's very easy to let the weather and the lack of excitement and everyone being a bit broke after Christmas and all of those sorts of things get to you and you kind of resent winter. We have very like candidly spoken before about how we are not winter babies. We are summer babies. We like the sunshine. We like the warm weather. Mm. We like bring up April spritz whenever we fancy one. Mm. Um, but one thing we've both tried to do more recently is to, you know, work on ourselves a little bit and lean into winter so that we can enjoy it a bit more.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, it's no secret that we both hate the cold weather and the short days and the dark evenings. It's basically what we talk yeah. about at the start of every episode when it's the winter. <laughs> but <laughs> moaning about it doesn't change the fact that it's here and it's here for a couple more months um but I think that's the whole point of this topic to put a bit more of a positive spin on the narrative that January is the most depressing month of the year because yes it's not the funnest month of the year but it doesn't have to you don't have to play into that narrative and make yourself feel even worse just because it is Mm. January and I think there's a lot that we can do terms of like appreciating the small things this isn't about like oh let's go on holiday to the Caribbean as much as I would love to do that oh yeah Uh, that's uh post-Christmas catching up on work and having no money but the Caribbean is not realistic right now but I think there's a lot of small things that you can do to really appreciate the day-to-day a bit more
0: I think it's to do more with like taking control of the narrative right like Mm. Focusing on how depressing and bleak and boring January is does not make it any more, you know, exciting and anything like that. You're not going to make it feel better by focusing on the negative. But what you can do is kind of lean into the situation you're in and change the story. Instead of it being the month where everyone's too broke to do anything socially, reframe it as the month where you can be quieter and you can give yourself that space and focus on yourself and do those things that you say you want to do but never get around to whether that's picking up a new hobby or reading more or just getting more early nights and also focusing on where you are right now and having appreciation for that because you can't change it like you said there's nothing we can do to change it and resisting it does not make it any better
1: Yeah that's so true just flipping the narrative on its head like if the narrative that you have right now is this is the dreariest month of the year and I have no money and this month's going to be miserable that might be true but instead it can be I'm going to stay in a lot this month Mm -hmm. and I'm going to save money by doing that and in that time I'm going to get back into cooking like cooking healthier meals and cooking things that I enjoy or I'm going to try and make time for more reading because how many people make read more books one of their new yeah. year's resolutions like now's the time to read get like get cozy light some candles get blankets out on the sofa and I think rather than seeing it as a narrative of I have no money and I can't do anything. Okay, what can you do with your time? What new hobby can you pick up? What time can you have for yourself? And really lean into that, I guess, see it as a time to start establishing healthier routines, Mm -hmm. like creating time for yourself, creating space to rest in your calendar, reducing screen time. Those are all really easy wins that you can start to implement in January and feel good about them.
0: I really agree. And I think we we're very quick to jump onto the bandwagon of January is a bit bleak and depressing, but it doesn't change it. So things like, oh, waking up in the morning and it being raining and cold and dark does not inspire anyone to get out of bed. And yes, Monday to Friday, you might still have to get out of bed early. But on the weekends, could you lean into it and go, do you know what? I'm going to sit in bed. We sat in bed to 11am on Sunday. And like, I did stuff. We like we read books and I um I was doing some blog posts and Alex was doing some like work emails but we were like actually we're cold it's cozy in our bed it's dark outside let's just accept the fact that we want to be snuggled up and make the most of it because yeah. again you can't change it so and actually then that meant that our Sunday morning was really relaxed chilled start and that in itself made the day feel better
1: and that's one of those like little moments as well that you can create for yourself. Mm. Like no one else is there. You two just enjoyed that time together. It's like peak Sunday morning, like what Sunday morning should feel like, really.
0: Yeah, and appreciate like the time you do have. I think, especially like for you and me and anyone else in a similar situation to us, where you don't have kids, you don't have any responsibilities, you don't have pets or anything. Um like we have the flexibility and the capability to go i'm just gonna stay in bed or i'm gonna have a quiet night in all of those things like lean into where you are and enjoy it because it might not be something you can do forever and i know a lot of people who i speak to like god like if they've got kids they're like god i'd love a quiet saturday morning in bed and i'm like well if i can do that what better time of year is there than to do it right now it's like a really simple joy Mm mm-hmm
1: And equally, like the flip side of that as well, like we're not just speaking to people here that don't have kids, but if you do have kids, like this is a time where you could save money by doing like craft activities at home, enjoy time as a family together on a weekend. If you do have a pet, go out for a long walk in the local, like your nearby fields or something like that. Do you you know what I mean? Like it doesn't have to, it's that classic thing. And I think we've spoken about it before, rather than I have to walk the dog or I have to look after the kids. It's I get to walk the dog and I get to spend time with my kids. And I think as soon as you yeah. reframe it as like, I get to do those things, you suddenly have a whole new appreciation because like your kids won't be living with you forever. Your pet won't be around forever. Yeah. We won't be childless and be able to have relaxing Sunday mornings forever. So that's the exact thing. Just yeah. appreciating it while you have it as it is now, because it is, it's fleeting. It will pass. As, God, depressing as that sounds, trying to make it lighthearted, but you know.
0: <laughs> the time will pass but no you're completely (laughs) right like we you can either make the most of where you are including the season you're in or you can resent it a bit and like that's not to say that every single day will be easy. Or you have to feel happy and positive every single day like I felt grumpy as anything walking home from the station tonight it was cold it was windy the rain was going in my face I'd forgotten my headphones so I couldn't listen to my podcast my boots were hurting my feet I was grumpy but at the same time I was like well at least I'm getting some movement in and I'm like okay well then when I get in I will have a nice shower and I will get straight into bed because that's what would make this situation better and it's living in the moment more like I can't fix the weather and you know I can't go back in time and wear a different pair of shoes today but I can have a cozy evening
1: do you think that like, appreciation and that gratitude kind of theme is works well at this time of year in a bigger sense like we we get so preoccupied with january being all about goal setting and what you want to achieve and your intentions for the year mm-hmm. i think there's a lot to be said for using this time especially if you do have some downtime and you're staying at home and you're taking things a bit slower this month to have a bit more appreciation and gratitude for what you achieved in the past year and also for what you overcame in the past year like yeah. whether you achieved massive milestones or whether you overcame some really traumatic difficult times in the past year. like you should be proud of yourself for that. And I think acknowledging how you've grown, how you've developed and having compassion for what you've survived and gone through is also a really, yes, it's a really important thing to acknowledge rather than just your head down and pushing on towards the next thing and whatever February brings and whatever the new year brings. I think making that mm-hmm. time to just have some brain space for that stuff is really important.
0: Yeah, I like the idea of having January in particular as like a slower start to the year as well. I Mm. think December is jam-packed, you blink and it's the 31st of December and no matter your best intentions, it can be hard to find the time to reflect, but also to actually properly reflect. I'm not talking about sitting there and making a list of 10 things you did last year, but thinking about not only what you did, but what you're proud of and how that impacted you and how it made you grow or what you found challenging about it, what you would do differently now. I think that's really important. And I always think January gives you an opportunity to start your New Year's resolutions or your goals. Like maybe eat better, move your body more, get more daylight. But it's also an opportunity to like test drive them in the hardest month of the year. Mm. So if you can you can go, actually, do you know what? I said I was going to exercise five times a week. That's really not realistic right now why don't I say three times a week and then anything I do above that is a bonus and you can you can use that time to tweak things rather than putting the pressure on yourself to get it right first time on the first January no opportunity to review like what you're doing and how you're doing it I just think that's really unrealistic and just adds to the pressure of what January is Mm
1: -hmm. yeah I guess it's creating space to find that I guess find the alignment with your goals but without necessarily the because it is only the start of the year like you don't need to be putting pressure on yourself to achieve this massive massive thing which you've just committed to achieving within 12 months why are you trying to do it in one like yeah this is this is the month for setting the foundation and testing the water and I know like classic us us and I'm sure there's a lot of other people that do it too but we will always try and do more than like we're actually physically capable of getting done And I think January is a good time to acknowledge, Okay, I can't do these 50 things in one day that I set myself to do. What is more achievable? How am I going to structure this goal or this Mm. or my like my fitness plan or my healthy eating plan? How am I going to do meal prep? Like whatever it is that you're aiming for. Find a way to make it work for you and your lifestyle in January rather than expecting it to be perfect in January.
0: Yeah, I really like that progress not perfection you know I also think there are so many things about this time of year that are lovely and that when it's not necessarily like I long for but like when it's really hot and sunny and you're tired and you just want a chill day I definitely feel that guilt if I'm not outside and I'm not making the most of it and I'm not you know eating all the healthiest food because that's what's in season so to actually have this time where you know the food that's in season is potatoes and you know no one wants to go outside because it's cold and it's raining it is quite nice to lean into those things and almost think well in a few months I won't be able to do this so in the similar way to when it's like the longest day of the year you think oh god I should get outside because in a few months I won't be able to do this think of it the other way around as well
1: yeah that's true I mean how many times as well in this in the summer I love pies I really love pies but I just can't justify Having one in the summer because they are hot, they are stodgy. That they're just they're not even around that much. Whereas this time of year, like pies, casseroles, soups, oh, I'm just
0: yeah.
1: I'm there. I'm there for it. I love a
0: pie. I I think I'm gonna go get a pie for this weekend. You know. Yes. Did you know? This is a side note, but you know the pie company, Pie Minister. Oh yeah. I thought it was called Pie Minister until relatively recently and then I was I just thought it was called pie minister and I did I never even gave it two thoughts and then I realized it was pie minister and it was obviously like a play on words with prime minister
1: Mm -hmm.
0: yeah my mind was blown (laughs) (laughs) like you know when you you know when you see a word and you pronounce it in your head and you're like that's what the word is and it's not until you say it out loud you, you kind of question it
1: it's the thing there where your brain just reads like the first few letters and the last few ones and then just kind of assumes what's in the middle like it's a normal human thing don't worry yeah
0: well (laughs) I am a complete tangent I got bear with me I put the wrong bear in it this week so like, bear with me and then someone kindly pointed out to me that what I'd actually asked was be naked with me
1: get naked (laughs) yeah
0: get naked with me get <laughs> yeah, naked with me and I was like oh god so uh, I, th- I think it's a forgivable error but yeah <laughs> yeah mm. but I think it's you know you it goes back to what I was saying for you can't change it and I know we talk a lot about controlling the controllable and trying to let go of the things that stress you but you can't control and it definitely is a bit stressful at this time of year there's a lot going on you kind of have that come down from Christmas, and new year, and the pressure to be on it in January and feel your best and be seizing every day. And that just isn't aligned with how any of us are going to feel in January. Because, you know, there's, I think I've spoken about it before, but there's an episode of Dr. Chatterjee's podcast, and I'll try and find it and link it in the show notes. And it's all about um, the science of living in tune with the seasons. And I must have listened to this about two years ago now, but that really helped change my perception on winter Mm. because it literally says the science says your body will naturally try and hibernate and store calories and all of those things in the winter so actually if you struggle to get up instead of beating yourself up that you're not getting up at 6am in January accept that maybe your body needs a bit more rest and that's fine
1: yeah yeah absolutely like there's still a lot of natural parts of our bodies and our instincts that are to an extent outside of our control and beating ourselves up about that is not going to make it any easier or feel any better for us
0: no and I think if you can start the year by leaning into the situation you're in and accepting the things you can't change doesn't that set the most wonderful precedent for the rest of the year
1: Mm -hmm. oh yeah exactly and then also the flip side of that is yes we're, we're saying lean into the season and have a bit more compassion for yourself and appreciate and have gratitude for what you've achieved and what you've gone through also it doesn't mean you can't look forward to what's to come like if you have exciting things coming up in the next few months or if you have I mean we were just talking about before we started recording how people are already booking holidays and Mm -hmm. buying things for their holidays whether that's like February half term or Easter or in the summer There's this huge surge for that. And it's because people want something to look forward to. And whether that is a holiday or whether it's seeing some friends or whether you've got a fun day out planned or a staycation in your nearby city or whatever it might be, like put it in the calendar and have it to look forward to. Like it doesn't mean that you you can't feel excited about the things that are to come as well.
0: Exactly. Like you can you can look forward to those things. And I think actually it makes you it makes you appreciate those things more. And one of the things we've been doing is putting little things in the calendar to look forward to. Like this weekend, we're catching up with family for a birthday. And then at the end of the month, I'm going to have like a glass of wine after work with some friends. It's just, it doesn't have to be huge, big things like holidays. It can just be little things that you kind of get into a good habit of having those things to look forward to and to use to always like ground yourself and stay positive when actually you do have a day where you just feel crap
1: mm-hmm. yeah yeah absolutely we've done the same as well because this is obviously our first place that we've actually had together our first proper place we've been really excited to host dinner parties and have friends over for drinks and stuff because we've never had a place to be able to do that ourselves so yeah now we're putting that in the calendar and it might not sound like it's something that exciting Oh, having some friends over for a drink it's exciting to us and it's something to look forward to for us and it's might just be this one date in the calendar or a couple of hours or whatever it is but if if it makes you feel excited and you're looking forward to it then yeah absolutely embrace it
0: yeah that's what's important at the end of the day we hope that this has kind of helped you to kick January off in a slightly better way and not dread the rest of the winter quite so much If you've enjoyed the episode, please don't forget to let us know, hit subscribe on whichever platform you're on and leave us a five-star review. It makes a huge difference to the growth of the podcast. And it's also just nice to know that you're enjoying the content.
1: In the meantime, we hope that you have a great week. Stay safe and we'll be back next week with a new episode. Bye.
0: Bye.